Network, and our guest today is a man who needs no introduction. We've got the metal guitar legend himself, Mr. KK Dowding. KK, thanks for coming with us. How are you, man? Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Chris, Matt, nice to be on the show. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Well, let's uh, let's get right to it. Sermons of the Sinner. You debut uh, full length from your new band, KK's Priest. It comes out August twentieth. And you know, of course, it's been a while since we've uh, you know heard new music from you. It's kind of I think it's going on about a decade now, and um, I think a lot of your fans, including myself, thought we might never hear anything new from you again. So we're glad you're back. And from what I've heard from the album so far, the sample that I've been given, I mean, your fans are definitely not going to be disappointed, especially, I think, the uh, the diehard classic metal ones um, are going to love this record. So when it came down to uh, the songwriting, you know, and after going, I guess, through the longest period of your life without creating and releasing new music, was it more like riding a bike where you just kind of picked up the guitar again and everything went smoothly? Or did it kind of take you a while to sort of get back into the groove after such uh, a lengthy hiatus from music? Yeah, it was a bit strange, really, because obviously, like, after um, after all that time, I mean, I had uh, done quite a, a bit, you know, with producing. I did write a song for another band and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. um, I certainly didn't know if I had an album in me. So... Um, in 2000, end of 2019, uh, did a couple of shows like that year, and then we went into Christmas, and I thought, mm, can't be done with all of that. I'll, um, I'll, um, I'll sit down and see if I've got what I've got in me, you know, um, mm -hmm. because I didn't want to do it the other way around, because obviously after playing with Ripper again and Les, you know, uh, kind of, uh, it felt pretty good, and I thought this can happen, it can only happen. If we got some, you know, uh, material, you know, and, mm -hmm. and so I sat down and made a start, and literally within a few days, I had the backbone of 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 the album, really, mm -hmm. and um, I was pretty adrenalised by the whole thing, really thinking, you know, yes, I can do this, you know, and I just went mm -hmm. on and on, and so because of, you know, the guys went back to America, we were all spread apart I thought that you know I was just there through the winter and um, literally in four weeks I had good, pretty good demos of the whole album to be honest with uh, lyric and, and melody lines just everything because I, I couldn't stop I wanted to hear how this song was just yeah. amazing you know and mm. the, the, I was kind of interested that it was you know coming from me having been a part of a writing trio you know for mm. most life mm -hmm. you know we were a, a writing duo as a four-piece um for rob and glenn and that worked really well you know um but i was kind of uh, pleasantly surprised how quickly all of this came together but i was really pumped up about it because i had the the whole the old the whole vibe thing going on as to what i wanted to to get across in this album but you know, it was all-encompassing because it was very emotional. Mm -hmm. You know, there's messages in there, there's thank yous in there, there's rejoicing in there. You know, there's awareness about our precious metal, our us uh, dinosaurs are walking the, pla the planet. Just to mean that inevitably dinosaurs potentially can fade away. Obviously, we're losing great friends far too often at the moment you know um you know from uh really the 70s and the 80s mm -hmm. it's all 
accumulated things in it. I mean, because those two decades, you know, new star bands seem to be almost every day, you know, mm. and um, it was so prolific. And we all remember those, you know, magical decades. The 60s was all about building and, and coming from blues, progressive blues, rock, hard rock, you know, but when we got into uh, heavy rock and then heavy metal in about 1980, there about 1980, you know, it, it took off for a couple of decades. And then at the end of the 80s, well, it happened to us. Rob left the band and uh, didn't see him for like 14 years or something. Oh. And um, I know Bruce left Maiden. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that particular genre of music seemed to get harder and heavier hitting, which was great. Lots of different styles of metal. Um, but, you know, I think that this album is, uh, well, like I say, I spent a lot of years of my life getting to the 70s and 80s. Right. You know, yeah. and um, even though we, when Ripper joined, thought that we were kind of getting a bit swept along with the tide, I think, you know, when a lot of things started to move, you know, and, um, and, 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 and that's what it was, you know, but, but now there's another message in the record that it doesn't matter. Well, through the, through the record and the song metal through and through, you know, we don't care if people say we're old fashioned, uh, we don't care if they say we're old, which I'm not young. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what people say. This is rejoicing our beloved music that that we've lived the life with and we've taken with us and we've grown older together, all of us, millions of us all over the world. Sure. And um and and that's kind of the statement, you know, and but I still really believe that and hope that another message in this album that younger guns or, or older ones will pick up their instruments and think you know what i'm inspired by this you know um mm -hmm. and so hopefully wouldn't it be wonderful in years to come if we had a new deep purple or a new scorpions or a new judas priest or a new black sabbath i mean with greta van fleet we've kind of got a new zeppelin haven't we guys do we think yeah, you know yeah. i know, oh, yeah. I know you, you know I mean we're like we've got the familiarity of the sound which is like a great tribute in one way but with new material and and new people doing it and you know and i can't i can't i would i think that that's a good route to go because so many younger musicians they ask me for tips and stuff like that and you know what do you think and i'm i'm saying guys i really think the pathway to the future is you know is in the past Mm -hmm. you know, look to yeah. the past to move mm -hmm. forward to the future and that's what this album is to me hopefully the way that i see it is the fact that it's in the past it's in the present and it's in the future it's certainly in the future because not people haven't heard it all yet far from it mm -hmm. but it's certainly in the past because there's parts of me i can't change what i do and how i do it so it's going to sound reminiscent to things I've done in the past. There's sure. no doubt about that. Sure. And I'm fine with that because, like, the, the, the comparable I've seen is, like, I'm not like a snake that you shed your skin. I can't shed my identity and being. I have to take it with me. Mm -hmm. 
Which brings me on to the name of the band as well. I just couldn't bring myself because, like I said, I've been a priest all my life since mm. 1969. You know, and even before then, I wanted to be in the band Judas Priest when I saw the van driving across my housing estate with spray painted wow. Judas Priest. I, I want to be in that band, in that van, with that long hair, with that clothing, <laughs> hit that rodent. You know, so even before mm. 19. 69 and so it's in it's in my it's in my blood now so this is like i said before it's it's not you know an offspring of anything this is a new entity and mm -hmm. tomorrow we'll release a new video which excellent. i'm really really excited about excellent very cool and um and people will see that kk's priest it has a face it is an entity to be in will make the journey with us do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I know it's a lot of information to kind of divulge in one kind of sitting like this, you know, with yeah. a time constraint. Yeah. But this is all about, well, like I say, when I express myself now, it's like my, it's my whole life gets involved. Mm -hmm. you know? um, but where did I leave off? I was saying something. I was, you know, um, you know, um, yeah, like, that's what I was saying is the fact that obviously being a part of a band, you know, there's a compromise situation. And, uh, but like I say, when you put the magic ingredients together and it takes a long time to get all your band members and the synergy is really, really good, you know, then it's good because all of the ingredients have very valuable input, you know, in so many mm -hmm. ways. And that, you know, it's like if we think of our favorite bands, we couldn't imagine them without this person or that person because they are, you know, a combined entity. And that's great. Um, but being forced in a situation where it's kind of suddenly you're out on a limb and you have to um, prove that you can kind of uh, prop it up yourself, you know. Uh, mm. And I'll say that because we didn't have the chance to get together you know, because of not only COVID, but, you know, living in different countries and things like that. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously we can move forward from that point. Um, but like I say, this is very, very interesting times. And like I say, I've already, I sat down for a few days in February thinking, is there a second album? And I, I, and, and I know there's a second album there. So I have to know because mm -hmm. I don't, be embarrassed where all the guys say okay KK you've written all of those great songs write us some more mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. right. I'll, I'll do the like the Blues Brothers thing. <laughs> yeah. okay we can put the band together now Elmer, or whatever was, you know so okay guys I think we can take this seriously and, uh, but yeah it's just accelerating at a great rate of knots and I'm excited to kind of still be around doing this and still be flying the flag for rock and metal and um, inspiring everyone to continue to see the validity and to also, like I said, again, entwined in the record, there's other emotions and sentiments that, you know, um, out there to to say like I do appreciate although some bands are fragmented because maybe people have passed on mm. maybe there's been fallout whatever there is but you know to um, 
to uh, rejoice and hang on and give everybody a, a chance to try to to continue to deliver up, you know, music from these people or mm. uh, a combination of people or individuals, that's me as, as well, you know, enough, sure. uh, to give us a chance and an opportunity to continue, if nothing else, you know, with all of the crap aside, give us an opportunity to, cre to create some great music and, and put on some great shows because we're chomping at the bit to do it. Sure. No, absolutely. Yeah, what You know, I wanted to ask you too, KK. You know, in the press release, it states the word "sinner" from "Sermons in the Sinner" in the song and album title is a reflection of your sense of alienation from Judas Priest. So, has this recording and releasing of the record now that it's out, or it's going to be, I should say, in a couple of months, is it is it sort of therapeutic in the sense that it's been able to help you focus more on what you can do now and going forward with the band instead of continuing to have that sort of bad taste that was in your mouth, how everything sort of ended with the band? Yeah, like I say, just before I actually sat down to write, and uh, and even you know, I've real frequently I've I've written to the guys and said, you know, is the door open or closed? And they said it's permanently closed. So I've just mm -hmm. gone forward, and now that I have, I'm really glad they said that. You know, because okay. Okay. this gives me an opportunity to create some great music with a great band. You know, and it's kind of refreshing, and I don't have to reach compromises, you know, because I know the guys that are with me, mm. you know, I've, 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 you know, purposely know these people and I've worked with these people, and I know that they will help me to get everything across. I, I have to say, there's so much in involved and entwined in this whole record in so many ways so as i said so many sentiments emotions it, it's it, it's so complex as you can imagine really guys i think after spending all my life you know it's like it's, it's hard to explain sure. you know when you think sure. you're never going to change it's going to be this way all the time so it's mm -hmm. kind of like a body shock you know and then you into you're suspended in it, you know, mm. in a stratosphere, you know, sort of floating around with all the rest of the, the debris that's going around, and suddenly you can find a way out. So now, and you know, there's so many things about this album because I had to approach it as well. I didn't want to, but I had to approach it as though it may be the last thing that I ever do. Mm -hmm. Funnily enough, isn't sure. it funny what age does to you? Know, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yes. You know, sadly, I lost my sister just uh, just over a week ago, and she oh, was sorry. she mm -hmm. was just seventy. You know, so she was a year older than me. But 
but like I say, uh, and so traversing through the album and everything about it, trying to get everything out, I wanted to say, but I wanted just to have fun and I wanted to just have rock and I wanted just to have metal and, and for it to be everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the song Return the Sentinel, at the end is very poignant, it's very emotional. I get very kind of swept up in that when I hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, so I have to think about that. So I had to lay it out, <laughs> not exactly like, you know, um, doing things that we do later on in life, like preparing wills and, 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 and making arrangements with the funeral director. I, have to, I don't want to go, this is the first time I've actually been here, but you have to think about this, you know, because mm. it's kind of, you know, could be my epitaph, but hopefully it's not gonna. He says, "Be that I'm gonna be around." And don't get me wrong, I don't really want to go there because I'm already looking at this next album and planning tours and everything. But it's funny what life does to you. You know, I'm sure a lot of people out there can probably relate to a lot of things I'm saying. You know, Mm -hmm. and about a lot of things, but. but yeah, I'm really pumped up. We've got more videos coming as well, you know, before the release, and we're working away like like troopers. But I certainly hope everybody uh, will uh, will uh, click into KK KK'sPriest.com and uh, see what's happening, getting ready for tomorrow's release. It's very exciting. I'm really pumped up. It's just mm-hmm. hot off the press. I actually saw. Actually saw the the end result at, at, at about uh, seven thirty this morning, which is oh, very really? early, very early for me. But <laughs> time constraints, we've got to make sure that uh, it's in the ca- in the uh, in the catapult, ready to fire on time. No doubt. Well, well, KK, um, I I want to talk about the title track itself because just listening to it, it really feels almost as as appropriate as it could be because it feels like it's somewhere out of that painkiller jugulator sort of thing which is perfect with obviously with ripper involved as well for you did you write trying to pattern toward that sound or the sound that you made with ripper or is it just this came out and fit perfectly no i just i just wanted to do everything i wanted to create something i just wanted to a continuation of, of, let's say, if I'd have been doing this in uh, at any point, 70s, 80s or something, I just wanted to write something that everybody could relate to and and rejoice in, you know, uh, and commemorate everything that's so great about the genre of music that we, we know and love so well, you know. And um, it's just like an old friend coming back, do you know what I mean, hopefully. I hope pe- people and fans consider that, you know, old friend coming around to see it at Christmas time and maybe bringing you into the same present. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, but just something that you can relate to, you know, people can relate to and uh, mm. and uh, that will take them a bit down memory lane, but also it's still bona fide in here uh, it's it's a it's a it's a gift that hopefully you'll be able to use today and in the future as well sure but also sure. a gift that reminds you of something that you've had from me in the past it is is it re- the, the album itself the whole album 
is it redeeming for you? And you're probably going to disagree with me on this, but whatever. Is it redeeming for you that this comes back? It gives you a chance to show more of your metal side, considering that the last release that you did with Judas Priest was the, you know, the the album that was very 50-50 with fans, with Nostradamus, yeah. you know, some loved yeah. it, some hated it. But yeah. this gives you a chance to really show, okay, I'm still metal, KK Downing of oh, yeah. metal, you know. Yeah, because I guess really in our minds, we thought that we would go out on the epic Nostradamus, you know, and then with time, and that was probably going to be the last thing we did because we were gearing up for a farewell tour. We all agreed to retire. I actually didn't retire. I quit the band because I, my head wasn't in a good space because there were so many things happening. Um, but I say that's, that's kind of a long-winded story. You know, um, it was essentially a fallout, whether I had some kind of breakdown, but lots of things were happening. We all agreed that we were going to retire and end the band. And so all as I wasn't doing was the farewell tour. Has it gone again? No, ah. You're there. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all I wasn't doing was the farewell, the farewell tour, you know, and uh, my head just wasn't in the right place to do that. Even though a few months later I did change my mind, but that's another story. Right. You know, so I was talking to Ian about bass player about doing it and i should do it you know a friend of mine was saying come on kk you've done everything else if this is the last thing that judas priest are going to do you've got to be there and he was encouraging me but i wasn't getting that from anywhere else you know mm. and then they released a press release saying that i retired and um it wasn't the case it, i was just trying to leave amicably and then i got even more angry because they really announced to the press that i retired to look after my golf course and that wasn't true and that made me look bad with the fans so mm -hmm. i sent him my second letter saying ignore everything in my first letter <laughs> because i felt mm -hmm. prostituted myself anyway right. because i wasn't telling the truth and so i mm -hmm. told the truth in the second letter but they used the first letter because it made it softer for them with the press they didn't answer have to answer difficult questions and mm. that's what i've been annoyed about for 10 years and i've felt the brunt of that with the fans and that's and but anyway you know so so everything's moved on now and um and i'm looking forward to a, a fantastic you know uh can't wait to get on stage we had some shows booked last year and right. we had some shows booked the year before but we're definitely going to be, uh, you know, got some great offers coming in for next year at least, guys. So we'll great. We'll definitely be coming to your town. Great, great, great. Well, did you, did, did you take and it, you know you you mentioned that you, it made you look bad to the fans? Did you take personally a lot of a lot of backlash? Because you know, I, I mean, I, I can just speak as a fan and and just tell you honestly. I never really thought of any of it as a bad thing, you know, that that you no, retired or no. left. No, I think there's some reasons fans would have an understanding, but you know, uh, you know, um, you know, thinking, looking after a golf course is more important than being a part of Judas mm. Priest and and continuing doing what I've always done. 
you know, to those loyal fans, you know, and, and they're absolutely right. I would be pissed off as well, but it wasn't the case. Rob, Rob did a world tour in 2010. I, I quit in December 2010, and he released two studio albums in, that, in, in the same 12 months. Lots of things were happening. I wasn't happy. No. I wasn't happy. Then I was being, you know, pressured to write an EP. An EP? We're not an EP band. I just said no. Right. Yeah. No, I just said no. So, um, but like I say, you know, I I extended, you know, I had a change of mind and, and that offer wasn't taken up in the way that it should have been. So the rest is history, really. Right. Sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Okay, Cam, I mean, you know, just going back to some of the celebratory, you know, uh, discussion here about the music that you've helped pioneer, um, obviously with Judas Priest. And I mean, this music is still alive and kicking in 2021. That classic, so, you know, metal and power metal sound really continues to connect with metal fans from one generation to the next and even continues to thrive. Considering, you know, at the time when you were creating this music, it was considered to be extreme back then. Did you ever envision that this sound uh, would have such staying power that it's had for around 40 plus years and that younger bands would still be so heavily influenced by your music? Yeah, I was convinced that once it kind of, you know, got to where it needed to be, that, it, you know, that it would be here to stay. But, mm -hmm. but it, it, Strangely enough, it's not exactly the case, you know. I think there are lots of younger musicians felt that they had to, uh, they had to find a way, like I did, to in invent the wheel, reinvent the wheel. But that's not the case. My advice to younger bands is there's no need to try and reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. you know, it's already there. The fan base is there. This music people love. You know, you just have to try and just try and find your style of wheel, you know, or your modify the wheel that you've got, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Don't you don't have to go out and, and create this style of metal and give it a new name and hope that it will fly, you know, because that's hard work when people already know what they love they know what they like they just want more of it with a twist a bit different but with it mm. with a twist. i think that's what i want i mean if i could have a if i if okay give me as many ufo albums as you can sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure and as many scorpions albums as you mm. can you know whether it's motorhead saxon give me more and more i don't want to you know i want more and more of what i like mm. <laughs> Right, sure. Um, you know, most. Um, so this is, you know, I feel very proud of the whole thing because I, I do. I was very loyal to Judas Priest. I never, sure. I, I never left the band prior to when I did to form other bands, record LPs, set up my own web shop. I never had. I never had any of that. Everything I had that that was worth anything from me went into Judas Priest and sure. I feel very, very proud of that and that's why I do deserve to um, to be able to keep my identity moving forward sure. as a priest. Right. No, it, it definitely makes sense. And, and, you know, people probably, I, I would imagine most fans 
gather it, but they don't know just how good you actually have been toward fans and press and, yeah. and everybody else. And, and I'll tell a very quick story here. Um, I The first time I met you was on, oh, God, 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. Um, and um, you, I, I was doing an interview with you backstage. And you literally took me on a walking tour of the backstage because you were like, hey, come on, come on, let's go. I, I want to introduce you to the band. You didn't know me from anybody. And you were like, yeah, come meet the rest of the band and come to, you know, you were really way beyond the 20 minutes and let's sit down and knock this out that you needed to be. And you've always been like that. And, yeah. you know, I think it's a testament to why KK's Priest is probably going to gonna jump right out because... You, uh, of all of the Judas Priest members, you've always been the most in touch with fans and press and everybody positively. Yeah, not everybody's like that. And I see a lot of ugly things when I'm on the road and do festivals and what people do. But you, you see, we we play um, and, uh, and so many people have been a part of us and we've been a part of them mm -hmm. for so long, you know, that when you get actual chance, you know, to, to meet people and spend a bit of time with them, you want them to, you know, you want them to, I've got to be honest, you know, have a good impression, you know, the, sure. you know, we haven't got our heads in the clouds and that we're good people and we're the same. Because the thing is, I am the same. I go to concerts and I'm a fan. You know, when I first, when I first saw Jimi Hendrix in 1967, I never played a note on a guitar. I was a fan, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we are the same, and I've never been that type of person to want to put myself, you know, above anybody else. We're all the same. It's just mm -hmm. that for that period of time, I'm on the stage doing that, you know. And I'm also aware that there's an awful lot of musicians, you know, in the audience as well. And, um, but yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, I do appreciate it. Sure. Well, KK, as much as you may appreciate that, we appreciate having Sermons of the Sinner 15 times more, man. It's a, from what we've heard, we've heard the four songs so far, and it, it's fantastic. Can't wait for the rest. I, I, can, I can honestly say that I absolutely promise, you know, I promise you guys, there's, there's, there's no filler or anything on this record. I, I really, I really am very proud of every song. And, and everything has a meaning, has a storyline. Whenever we've got time, we can sit down. If you want to know what this song means or what any song means, there is a storyline and a meaning behind everything. Awesome. Great. Well, one more time, the album Sermons of the Sinner. It's out August 20th. It's KK's Priest. And KK, thanks so much once again for joining us here on Aftershocks. Thanks, Chris, a blast. And thank you very much for having, having me on the show. And thank you, all of the fans out there. We hope to see you real soon in your town.